You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Here we go. Hopefully everybody is having a great week. By the time most of you are listening to this, I will be on my way or already in New Orleans for the Quality Deer Management Association Convention. That's a mouthful. And uh, I will be joining Mark Kenyon of Wired to Hunt. You guys all know who he is. Uh, On the stage, and we're going to be interviewing, his name's Andy. He is a public land god. I guess he he's very successful taking trips out of state either on public ground majority of his uh, hunting is done on public ground uh, private ground and we're going to be broadcasting that live uh, semi live I think uh, through the quality deer management uh, association down there in New Orleans uh, as kind of a speaker but we're going to be broadcasting through the wired to hunt uh, podcast, and I think we're going to be on a stage in front of potentially a hundred people. So I've never really had to uh, speak in front of a crowd that big before. I guess one time at a wedding, I was a best man, had to give a, a best man speech, and it it turned out pretty well. And I was in front of probably over a hundred people. I'd say maybe even closer to two hundred people at this uh, at this wedding. But I had several beverages in me by then, so talking in front of a big group of people was pretty was going to be pretty easy. This is at like nine o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock in the morning. So it's probably not a good idea to have several beverages in me <laughs> that early in the morning, especially in front of a group of respected individuals like the uh, Quality Deer Management Association. So that's going to be a new experience. Uh, It's hot here in Iowa. It's going to be hot in New Orleans. So uh, I'm not necessarily looking forward to that, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, a new experience. If you guys are going to be down there in New Orleans for the QDMA convention, be sure to follow Wired to Hunt's social media page and we're going to be doing a get-together down there in New Orleans, uh, me and Mark, and we're going to find a, a bar or some kind of gathering spot where if you're down there for the QDMA event, we can have kind of a meet and greet where we can meet with all the other listeners of the uh, Wired to Hunt podcast and, and this podcast as well, but uh, we're going to have a little meet and greet. It's going to be kind of a last minute thing after Friday winds, um, winds down. Uh, Friday night, we're going to have this get together and it's just an opportunity for guys who like to hunt deer to get together and bullshit for a little bit. Um, so there's that. Now, huge announcement, big announcement, and please, hopefully you didn't fast forward through this because... We have a huge announcement from Exodus Trail Cameras, and I couldn't announce it until this very moment. Starting at 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, uh, July 20th, that is Thursday, July 20th at 6 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. Eastern, God, I'm confusing you guys now, but 6 p.m. Central. God damn it. 6 p.m. Eastern. 
6 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern, Exodus Trail Cameras will be running a 25% discount on the Lift 2 camera. That brings it down to about $172, and this is only for the Nine Finger Chronicles listeners, okay? So if how you do it, just like all the other discount codes that uh, I give you, it's the same discount code for the Exodus Trail cameras. It's Nine Fingers. It's the number nine followed by the word fingers. And you're going to receive 25% off of your purchase of a Lift 2 camera. Here's the kicker. There's only 50 available. So at 6 p.m. Eastern, be sure to be on their website. And if you're going to take advantage of this, I strongly suggest you do because you will not get the Lift 2 for that big of a discounted price uh, the rest of the year. Uh or maybe even ever. So uh, I twisted their arm. They responded and said, yeah, let's do it, but we're only going to give you 50 cameras to sell. Uh, So again, 6 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, July 20th, we are going to be starting a discount code. It's the same discount code that you've always used for the cameras, nine fingers, number nine, followed by the word fingers, and you're going to receive 25% off of a Lift 2 the next generation camera from Exodus. Go to exodusoutdoorgear.com. Wait and basically be there at 6 p.m. Eastern so everything, uh, so so you don't have to wait and so you're going to catch it, right? You're going to catch this discount because there is only 50 cameras available and it lasts until midnight or 11.59 Sunday night. So... Please go take advantage of that. It's an awesome way to save money on an already awesome camera that is worth full retail price. Um, I've got mine in. It is a kick-ass camera, and I'm very excited to uh, see what kind of uh, velvet bucks I'm getting on my cameras this time of year. So enough of all that crap. Take advantage of it. If if you're going to be in New Orleans, I'll see you in New Orleans. Hopefully you have a good rest of your week. But now we're going to be getting into a podcast with Alex Tate from Carbon Express. All right. On the phone with me from Carbon Express, Alex Tate. How you doing today, man? Great. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I don't know where Carbon Express is located out of, but right now in Iowa, it is hot as balls out. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're out of Flushing, Michigan, um, and it's definitely a little warm out for us too <laughs> right right um have uh you been out scouting this year do you got a property all lined up you got deer on the radar yet i do not nope um work 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 this time of year so that is uh second in the back of my mind right now unfortunately so right i guess that's uh a give and take relationship with a a company a hunting company that uh right now is the buying season or the beginning of the buying season and uh everybody wants your attention all at one time indeed yep and you got to give it to them there's no way around absolutely so after this busy season starts and i take it that busy season doesn't end until probably the season starts um do you have a buck that you may have had an encounter with or it was on the radar last year that uh, you're looking forward to hunting this year nope not really um my job here actually is a little bit different than what you're going to see throughout the industry i work um do a little bit with the marketing side of things so from the hunting to the target to the crossbows um but then past that i'm actually in charge of the target side of um, product. So target, arrows, oh, okay. target accessories, that's what falls into me. So my busy season, unfortunately, doesn't ever really stop. Um, because target <laughs> season just follows up hunting season and, uh, we go from there kind of deal. So it's run, run, run for me. Um, but I really, really enjoy it. So the hunting for the last couple of years has gotten put on the back burner. Um, oh, that sucks. but it's really fun to, to work in the industry and, uh, put my passion into products kind of deal. 
right? So you're really focused on the company at, so do you get out at all? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I'll go with, you know, I'll try to take a couple trips, uh Turkey trip. I'll take a deer trip. I generally go to Wisconsin, see some friends. I got out to Texas for a hog hunt last year was unsuccessful, but getting out when I can kind of deal. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I think that's the case for, uh, a lot of hunters out there, uh, they don't get the uh, benefit of hunting, you know, 20 plus days of the year. They can only get out when they can get out and when they can, they go full bore and the rest of the time they're focused on working and the family. Indeed. Yeah. It'd be nice if it always works like it does on TV, but we all know that's a fair <laughs> chance. either way. <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess we'll just kind of start at the very beginning. What is your actual title there, and what do you do for Carbon Express? So my title is Technical Product Specialist for Target Archery. Um, but like I said, I, I do um, a lot of print marketing for us um, on both the target, the hunting, the crossbow side of things. Um, and then my, my main job is the target archery products being the arrows and the accessories. So right. from designing to the marketing, um, I kind of take care of all, all of that. Okay. So do, do you deal with the customers a lot? Yeah, I actually take a lot of um, higher-end technical calls on the phone. So anyone that's really wanting to know some technical knowledge, they send them my way, and I get to deal with them, which keeps me in tune um, you know, to the industry, what people are worried about, concerned about, which really helps with uh, designing products that customers want. Right. Makes sense. So what kind of technical questions? I mean, is there, is there a lot of technical questions um, that get past your way? What are some of those technical questions that some of uh, that are a little bit more uh, need a little bit higher of a, I guess a quote unquote education to answer or experience level? Yeah, I would say just the main ones are guys concerned with FOC and um, you know, the new small diameter, micro diameter kind of stuff that's new to the market within the last few years. Um, but then past that, Carbon Express is just so different from all the other arrow companies out there in the fact that we put technology into our arrows and not just make tubes and put, you know, an insert in the end and a knock on the back end and clutch them up. There's, there's a lot of um, technology and, you know, the majority of our arrows being dual spine and tri-spine arrows now. Gotcha. But so, I field a lot of a lot of questions that guys are just interested in what is dual spine, what is tri spine, what what does it do for me as an archer kind of thing. Perfect. Perfect. And we'll get we'll we'll we're gonna kinda go full circle and come back to that here in a second. But um company history, what do you have to say? F uh, tell us about that. So Carbon Express uh recently was sold out to Faradine Outdoors, but starting from the beginning, company was founded, I think, 20, 30 years ago. Um, it actually started by, was started by Bob Eastman, later taken over by his sons, Eric and Rob Eastman, who then recently sold to Faradine Outdoors. Um, pretty fun little cool tidbit is their first product they got things started was the Game Tracker Retriever. So the string that goes on the end of the arrow kind of works like bow fishing. Um, that was what got Carbon Express started um, in the industry, which is pretty cool to look back on and see. Was that was the name of the company actually Carbon Express back then? It was Game Tracker. That was Game, uh, okay. Game Tracker, yeah. Where Carbon Express came from, and then it was later um, bought out, or not necessarily bought out, because the Eastmans owned both um, Eastman Outdoors as well as Game Tracker, but. Eastman Outdoors then took over Carbon Express. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let's kind of get right into it. And I'm going to ask a very vague question right off the bat. And that is what makes, you know, because there's a hundred different, I feel like there's a hundred different uh, arrow companies out there, right? And they all offer something quote unquote different. They offer new quote unquote technology, right? All these different things and all these, some may be marketing, some may be actual, you know, hold true to science, but what is it about Carbon Express and their arrows that makes them truly different from the rest of the companies that are on the market? 
biggest thing that makes Carbon Express different is we're very concerned about accuracy here. Um, you're going to see a lot of other companies that, you know, tout durability and tout this and that. The reason they're doing that is simply because we own the, the accuracy side of things. Um, between our dual spine and tri-spine arrows, they really, really do help an archer shoot better. Um, whether you put a broadhead on the front or not, you're going to see a significant difference in your groups, especially once you get out past 40, 50 yards. And it, it's amazing what this technology can do for you. Gotcha. So let's elaborate a little bit on the dual and the tri-spine uh, and that talk about the actual uh, the design differences and at the same time talk about how that translates into accuracy for the for the yeah. archer. No problem. It's a little bit challenging to do uh, with no visuals to help out, but I'll, I'll do my best uh, to kind of get the viewers a, a full picture of it. So we'll right. start with the dual, the dual spine, which was um, brought to the market with the Maxima Hunter about eight or 10 years ago. Okay. What a dual spine arrow is, there's two sections. The back one third of the arrow is a lighter and stiffer section. And then that is fused to the front two-thirds of that arrow being a weaker, more flexible section, but also heavier. So you're gaining FOC as well as giving yourself a, a stiff rear end of an arrow to where all the flexing is then done in the front. So what that does as the arrow is being pushed out of the bow, rather than compressing on the back end, that knock remains straight as it passes over the rest and off the string, letting all that flex happen in the front two-thirds of the arrow, which really, really helps with stabilizing and, and broadhead accuracy. Okay. And then so moving on to the tri-spine yeah, from there. Yeah, so for the tri-spine from there, it's a very similar design. The only real difference is the front two-thirds of the dual spine arrow is then broken up into two. So then you have three full, even one-third sections of a tube. The back, again, being very stiff. The middle, weaker. And then the front is actually stiff as well. To what, so what this does is reduces the broadhead oscillation as it flies through the air, harnessing all of that flex in the middle one-third of the shaft. Okay. That offers so, just a little bit more, a little bit extra accuracy and broadhead accuracy downrange compared to the dual spine. But both shoot absolute ropes around single spine traditional arrows. Right. Okay. So I got kind of a physics question for you. Um, okay. We've, we've all seen an arrow come off of a bow. Uh, those older videos and, you know, in slow motion, they, they look completely crooked, right? They're bending, they're yep. flopping all yep. over the place. So yep. when you see that, and it's hard to tell in those videos are the knock and the tip of the arrow on the same plane and the middle part is outside of that plane or is the middle part in there's only one point in that plane and the knock and the arrow tip are outside of that. So on a traditional single spine arrow, it's neither. They're, they're both flexing outside of the center. Okay. So that knock and the point are not staying centered and neither is the center of the shaft. It's okay. all flexing all over the place. But with a triple spine arrow, that is what you're getting. Your knock end and your point end are remaining um, in the middle on trajectory as it leaves the bow and as it flexes in the air. And then all of your flex is happening in that middle. Okay. And on, so that would be the, tr the, the tri spine, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. And then on the dual spine, the front end is where the motion's at and the back end is remaining stiff. You got it then. That's correct. Okay. Okay. So then, how does that in turn translate to, or does that translate into straightness? We see straightness as a category for, yep. uh, you know, an all, an all arrow companies. Yeah. 
on the manufacturing side, just like anything that you do, um, you try to push the limits. It's it's definitely a challenge to keep them straight, but with anything, a lot of trial and error, and we've been able to, to master that um, all the way up to a 244 size. We're able to make triples, fine arrows, no problems on straightness and yield and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So when you guys, you know, that was seven years ago when you introduced the dual spine, what was the reaction to the, um, to the consumer base? I mean, what did they, did they take it in and go, Oh my God, this, you know, if, if an aero company says I have something new that can increase your accuracy, I need to buy that. Did you see those results? Absolutely. Yeah. The Maxima Hunter is actually still one of our best selling arrows. Um, that, that arrow showed a lot of just straight bow hunters out there, not competitive shooters. It showed Billy Bob, the bow hunter, how much better he can shoot with this arrow. Right. Okay. And then when you introduced the, the try spine arrow and its new technology, did you get the same kind of reaction that you did for the dual spine? Indeed. Yeah. The Maxima red, uh, it was our first tri-spine arrow to the market and we got great feedback on that. A, a number one seller as of this point. Um, we have recently came out with the Maxima red SD, which is a two Oh three small diameter version of that Maxima red, a little bit heavier in weight, um, runs a half out steel insert up front. So a little bit better FOC. And again, great reaction to that. Okay. And what's the message there that uh, that you're trying to pass to the the end user? Is it strictly accuracy? Is it straightness? Is there uh, durability with that? Yeah, with with anything, you're getting a durable arrow from Carbon Express. Um, 100% carbon arrows gonna perform day one like they do day 300. It, there's there's no difference in them, and the consistency is is unbeatable. Um, but the main message with the tri-spine and, and the Maxima series is accuracy and broadhead accuracy specifically. Okay. So the broadhead, whether, I mean, obviously a broadhead is not a field point. Even even the most quote-unquote field tip point like, I mean, <laughs> however yep. you want to say it, you know what I mean? Uh, it's yep. different than a field point. So. How does that keep the broadhead in check? How does your arrow keep the broadhead in check? By keeping it from moving around as much on that tri-spine really, really helps. Um, But on the dual spine, it's more of the fast reaction out of the bow that gets the arrow spinning quicker. um, That doesn't allow for that broadhead to track off range as soon as it's coming out of the bow. Gotcha. So this is something that just popped into my head and it's when a guy starts to set up his arrows, whether he, uh, you know, a lot of guys will buy a box of arrows with the fletching and knock already on it. Um, they, they then take it to someone to get them cut and the inserts put in. What, what are some things that people are doing, whether it's the the front end of the arrow or the back end of the arrow, or maybe in, in their cutting of the arrow, even that is, you know, as much as a carbon express arrow is awesome. If you do this to it, it's going to lose some of its functionality. Um, biggest thing would be squaring the front of your arrow and the back of your arrow. Um, what that does is make sure that your cut on each end is, a perfect 90 degrees um so obviously coming out straight flexing getting the same load consistently around that full tube um that that really messes up broadhead flight as well as just if if the back end of the arrow is not squared um that's going to mess up flight in general so when we before we pre-fletch all of our arrows the back ends get squared um, which is a big big deal but you have to make sure that you square the front end as well um, after you cut it down to your specific length or your broadhead accuracy is, is going to suffer. Right. Okay. That's a, else? that's a great question, Dan, because you know as well as I do that any manufacturer out there, no matter what the product is, they can spend hours and hours and make the best premier product. But 
if the wrong guy gets it in the wrong guy's hands and that wrong guy doesn't know what he's doing, the right. product can't, can't help. Right. So do you guys have recommendations to, for, let's say, in order for our arrow to perform at its peak, it needs to be the, this length on, you know, or, or provide a matrix of, um, and I'm sure you guys have an arrow selector chart, but fletchings, it needs to have three fletchings this length or four fletchings this length and height. Um, we recommend this kind of broadhead, whether it's a mechanical or a, um, or a fixed blade. Do you guys, do you guys recommend or do you, have you guys done any type of studies to show that Carbon Express arrows fly best when this happens? Yes, on the testing side. We do okay. hours and hours and days and months and years worth of testing on everything. Um, and I could tell you, yes, there are certain veins or certain knocks out there that do perform better under this circumstance with this arrow. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's very minimal. Um, we're talking out of a, a hooter shooter a shooting machine in an enclosed environment, no wind, no variables whatsoever. And at 50 yards, you're, you're talking maybe an eighth of an inch change in group size. Okay. So, so then ba- basically it all depends on the individual's, conditions that they're hunting in and that those change every day. So it would be hard to determine, uh, what is best, you know, what the best arrows, uh, combination or setup is for a million different people. You got it. Um, but what carbon express does do that's a little bit different than everyone else is we offer an adjusted bow weight chart. So with all the different cams out there these days from, you know, the solo cam to a single cam to, a hybrid to an extreme hybrid, the reaction that those cams and those different loads put on an arrow, um, it's so much different than it was even just five, six, seven years ago. So what this adjusted bow weight chart does for you, it takes you through, it asks you, you know, a series of questions. And then at the end of it, you're going to do some addition and and, uh, subtraction to get your, what we consider your exact bow weight. Um, and then you take that to the chart. So what that does is just help you get the correct spine um, from the first try rather than trying two, three different spine sizes before you find out what your bow and your draw length and your poundage really needs. Because it's not just um, draw length and poundage like like everyone else tries to sell you. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so So recently... Uh, And when I say recently, I say last year coming into this year, uh, I noticed that the micro diameter arrow is, I almost want to say making a comeback because I remember back in the day in the nineties, maybe mid nineties, there was some really small arrows, like the size of pencils that were being, uh, you know, manufactured and sold. And, um, and I remember, I think I had one of those uh, a dozen of those at one time. And I don't know if they performed that well. I was, I was a teenager back then, but what is the reason for a micro diameter and maybe talk a little bit about the, the technology in that micro diameter shaft and what the benefits of it are? Yeah. So on the carbon express side, we have standard size, which is 244. We have small diameter SB, which is 203. And then we also have uh, a 166 size, which is XSD, extra small diameter. So we can start with the small diameter. What that 203 size is going to give you is a little bit smaller outside diameter compared to a standard. So less wind drift because there's less surface um, there on the arrow for the wind to catch, uh, as well as better penetration. Now, a lot of people are going to tell you that the better penetration comes from it being smaller diameter and there's less drag. Yes, that's true. Um, but the main part of it is coming from the extra weight that you get. So when you take that inside diameter down, you actually need to add more carbon to get that same spine out of it. 
in turn, you're making that arrow heavier, giving it extra penetration right there, extra kinetic energy right there. So that's where a lot of the extra penetration comes from is the additional weight that those arrows have. Um, but they're great as far as adding penetration and reducing wind drift. Okay. So on your when you guys went in and started studying that, did you notice any addition or sub, uh, subtraction to the actual speed of the arrow because of a smaller diameter? Yeah, you're, you're going to get a little bit less speed um, just, again, because it's a little bit heavier arrow. Right, right. So if you're going to compare, let's say, a small diameter arrow to a regular diameter arrow, but they're the same weight, does the smaller diameter arrow have an advantage? Yes, uh, yes. because less surface, less surface area, so less, um, less affected by the wind drift, obviously. Gotcha. So when a guy goes and says, okay, well, I want to... I like the idea of a, a micro diameter shaft. Is there anything he has to do at the front or the back end of the arrow? Do, do, does he have to cut it a different length? Is it going to perform different for him? It's not going to perform any different um, on the XSD. So like our predator XSD. So it's a one sixty six inside diameter that runs an in out insert. So it's got a, uh, a post that goes down into the shaft. And right. then a protruding collar that comes up about three quarters to an inch out of the shaft. So if you run a 28 inch arrow, that means on this arrow, you would cut it to 27, um, which with the insert would give you your 28 inches. Now on the small diameter, the 203, that runs a half out insert to where half of the insert goes down in and then half of it comes out. It adds about a half inch to your arrow. So then again, you would cut your arrow about a half inch short of your desired um, standard length. And then your insert will make up for that distance in there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now, because you're adding the carbon, the walls are thicker of that arrow than a standard uh, shaft, right? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So outside of the 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 dual and tri-spine and the micro diameter what other technology uh th that goes into a carbon express arrow maybe different or uh, industry leading than other companies out there yeah um so we have a patented what we call buff tough coating what buff tough is is a uh a carbon material that we're able to weave into the outside of our arrows so you'll see it on the Maxima Hunter, the Maxima Red. A lot of our arrows actually have buffed up. And what that is, it allows us to do printing such as camo or the red in the middle of the red series, the Maxima Red series. Um, right. And it does not wear off. Again, it's, it's weaved into the carbon. So unlike when a company puts a heat transfer label over the whole arrow, it's eventually going to come off. But you can shoot into mounds of dirt and the buff top is going to look as good again day 300 is a good as it does day one when you buy it off the shelf so that is a really cool technology that that we have as well right so <laughs> i got a i have a friend who he saw a like i think we were we were in some bigger city, I think it was Chicago, and we saw a guy driving a Lamborghini, and he had different rims on it than what would have came with the actual vehicle. So yeah. you guys have these knocks, um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I've always noticed there's a lot of people out there who love to take the knocks out and, and put lighted knocks in or different knocks on their arrow. I don't know why. Uh, I tried it uh, last year. I'm not a big fan of it. I'll never do it again. Um, but are is your arrow set up like when you when you put knocks on your arrows and you sell them in a package? Are they designed and put on those arrows specifically? You know, from an I guess from an engineering standpoint, or are they simply replaceable with any other knock that you that can fit that arrow? I mean. It almost seems dumb to take something off that someone designed and put something else on it. 
knocks are as long as they have the uh, same post size. They're certainly universal. Um, okay. But what I can tell you is there was years worth of um, testing put into our launch pad series of knocks from the four axis straightness of them to the way they clip onto the string, to the way they hold the string, the way they release from the string. There is more man hours in that knock than any other knock on the market, I would venture to guess. Um, and then right. it performs just like it should. So right. on my, if you ask me that question, leave our Launchpad series knocks in. Um, but right. if you ask, you know, a lot of other people the question, they'll tell you it's just another knock. Right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm never going to put another no- lighted knock on my <laughs> on my arrows ever. Well, especially especially the wrong, right? Yeah, the brand the brand that I bought, I think they're junk. I'm not going to say their name, but uh <laughs> I don't know. I I would shoot them, they would go off, and then I had to get a pair of pliers out to pull them back out so the light would go off. Or I'd just let them sit in there until the light, the battery died, and I'd use them like that. Anyway, that's that's <laughs> off on a tangent, off on a tangent. But okay, so so now the innovation, right? The technology is different. You know, there's got to be a starting point for that technology. You know, an idea. Someone says, "Man, we got to do something different." You know, you mentioned you mentioned that accuracy is the goal for your aero design. What kind of conversations are had when um, like the marketing team gets together, the engineering team gets together, you know, the big dogs come up and go, okay, it's time to put some more money into R and D. We're going to come up with, we got to come up with something cool. What, what's, what are those conversations like? Uh, Some of the meetings are extremely unproductive. But that is actually where our, our good ideas come from, is our team is pretty dynamic in the way we think. Um, yeah. Sometimes we'll sit around and absolutely nothing will get accomplished in an hour meeting. But it's not that we're not trying. It's, it, it, sometimes it just takes time and organically they, they come to us. So. Yeah. And then, you know, from a research and development standpoint, how many ideas make it to that point where it's like, you know what, this might be worth testing. And then you test it and you're like, whoever came up with that idea should be fired. You know, like, uh, those, <laughs> ki- those kind of, you know, cause it takes sometimes outside the box thinking to come up with something awesome. And then there's a point where engineering comes up with something or, uh, you know, marketing gives an idea and the numbers are crunched and up, that means that this dozen arrows is going to be $500, let's say, and yeah. uh, it won't sell. I mean, is there anything like that that ever happens? No, actually, um, our head of engineering here does a fantastic job at keeping our team on track. So like I said, we have some meetings that are just totally off track, and we're trying to come up with new products and new ideas, and we're spitballing at each other. Um, but but John really does a fantastic job of bringing us all back in, keeping us focused Um, because you're right. At the end of the day, you can design the greatest product out there, but there might not be a market for it. So you really got to make sure that everyone's in tune to the market from the product managers, um, you know, all the way to um, head of engineering and, and all that kind of stuff. So we we try to keep a, a strong focus on that before we get too in depth into a project because our team is small um, and we, we got to make sure that the project has viability in it before we go forward. Right. So if you could give some specifics of, you know, from, from an innovation standpoint, what are, what categories always make the conversation and is it something that is, an old idea that needs to be tweaked or brand new ideas that come to the table? Uh, We have a good mixture of both, actually. Um, We're able to take, for instance, and what some people would consider an old design, the Maxima Hunter dual spine um, that has been, you know, overtaken by the newer tri-spine series. We were able to take that and make it into a economical arrow. So we actually came out with a Mayhem DS, Mayhem Dual Spine series this year. So it has a Mayhem DS, Mayhem DS Hunter, 
and Mayhem DS Hot Pursuit, so different color schemes and labels on there. But it's all about the same arrow, and it's a dual-spine weight forward arrow coming in at $64.99 right in that mid-tier price range. So um, you get stuff like that, and you also get stuff like our brand-new Nano Pro RZ um, that's really, really high-end, $400 arrow, brand-new kind of thought deal. Right. Okay. So kind of going back to that table where all the discussions happen, um, what what's – you know, planning for the future, what kind of conversations happen or what kind of ideas or where where does Carbon Express see themselves in maybe next year, five years, ten years? We're pushing to be on the top. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, we have big dreams and big aspirations here. Uh, we're led by a fearless leader in Lou Riley um, that – always brings at the very least interesting ideas to the table um and we follow suit and do what we can from there um so i I would say that that's kind of where things start at the table okay now for you know you you have a you have a wide variety of arrows out there um Let's say I'm going to give you a couple of uh, examples or scenarios, and maybe you could give me what arrow might work best for that uh, type of hunter. And I think we'll start with the typical Midwestern, Eastern, Southern uh, tree stand hunter that, uh, you know, is longest shot might be 40 yards in the timber. Right. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that our hunting line for 2017 is, got everything from a, a fast arrow to a small diameter to something that, like you said, a Midwest whitetail hunter would want. So in that Midwest whitetail hunter, um, my two recommendations would be between the Mayhem DS series and the Pile Driver Hunter. Both are in that mid-tier price range and both are on the heavier side. So you're getting full penetration as well as there's no real need for the, the small diameter or micro diameter features if your your max shot is one 40 yards as well as in the timber. So there's not too much wind in the woods. Right. Okay. So then the next, the next uh, scenario is maybe a spot and stock hunter. Uh, they may be in the flatlands of Dakotas, um, taking probably a longer shot or even, even out west – you know, in some of the flatter lands, um, uh, antelope hunting, mule deer hunting, whitetail hunting, but in a, in a flat type scenario, uh, shot range, maybe going to be, uh, out to 70 plus yards, at, you know, sometimes, and then, uh, additional wind as well. Yep. So that's where our maximum red SD would shine at, uh, 203 inside diameter, heavier, uh, than the maximum red as well as the 44 grain steel half out. So you're getting really good tracking in the front end of that arrow. Uh, if you're looking to spend a little bit less on, on a set of arrows, the predator XSD being the micro diameter arrow would be a great option as well for those spot and stock 70, 80, 90 plus yard shots. Okay. And then the last one would be the mountain hunter, High country, mule deer, uh, you're going to be at an angle. The, the weather could be anything. Uh, elk, uh, mule deer, maybe some bigger game into uh, bear or you know caribou or whatever. Um, what, what arrows you got for those guys? Again, I'd recommend that Maxima Red SD or the Predator XSD because you're getting into larger game there, so you're needing that extra penetration. Okay. And... Do you guys have a, you know, uh, Easton offer the, offers the deadly, I think it's called deadly game, where it's just a really heavy arrow or dangerous game arrow. Do you guys offer a an arrow for, let's say, the African hunter who's going to be hunting just something that's giant? So the Predator XSD is actually the heaviest micro and small diameter arrow on the market. Okay. Um the 300 spine actually comes in at 12.2 grains per inch. So if you're looking for an African hunt kind of deal, 
I would highly recommend the Predator XSD. Okay. Now I have a just a random question for you. Um, you know, obviously it is bad if you are underspined, right? Uh, your arrow can come out all over the place. But is there is there a problem with an overspined arrow, a spine that is uh, too stiff for your draw weight? Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're going to get the same effect. The reason that you hear the stiffer spine is always better comes mainly from the arrow uh, manufacturer side because thinking from a legality standpoint, would you really want to tell your customers that a weaker spine is better? <laughs> right. right. So that that is where it stems from in the industry. I can assure you that um, because you'll find sometimes that a weaker arrow may work better, and that's actually where our adjusted bow weight chart comes in okay. and, and helps you get to that perfect spine rather than just taking – you know, the, the draw weight and your arrow length, it gets you a little bit more in-depth look at the bow, um, you know, what release you're shooting, are you shooting fingers, are you shooting a caliper release, that kind of stuff has a big effect on it. Okay. Sounds good there. Um, now, let's say, you know, a guy walks into a Cabela's, he walks into a Bass Pro Shop, whatever, wherever he's at, he's online flipping through arrows. Why should a serious bow hunter choose Carbon Express arrows? Serious bow hunter has no other arrow to look at, in my opinion. Um, if you're looking for the best accuracy and durability all wrapped into one, the Maxima Red, Maxima Hunter, Maxima Red SD, Maxima Blue RZ, you cannot beat those arrows for the high-end market. You're going to pay a premium for them, as you are going to for any high-end product in any industry. Um, but a serious high-end bow hunter should look nowhere else than the Maxima series from Carbon Express. Gotcha. So uh, you're very confident that you, the technology that Carbon Express offers trumps any other company on the market? Absolutely. Yeah, I actually managed uh, two bow shops for about a year, and the amount of maximas that we sold was staggering and the main reason was we like to push fixed broadheads and you as well as your listeners know the issues that you have with fixed broadheads is generally accuracy um we would we would sell other arrows single spine arrows to guys and we would have them in there the next week saying this we can't you know these don't shoot broadheads we can't get them to group we can't do this or that we never ever ever had a single carbon express dual or tri-spine customer walk back in and say that he's having any issues in accuracy from being a walk back tune or uh, broadhead accuracy it just no issues whatsoever so i've seen it on from the ground level to you know the testing side of it um which is really really cool right so how much of your competitors play i guess you could say or message is is marketing and not actual technology and uh you know i guess yeah that <laughs> well i'll keep it simple a lot okay it's, it's right. a lot it's a lot of gimmicks <laughs> and a lot of false marketing yeah yeah okay and i'll i tell you what th- i'm i'm not for, for certain products, I'm not too terribly brand loyal. Um, last year, I shot the Maxima uh, Reds. The This year, I went to a different arrow. The, pre, the, the year before, I was at a different arrow. And, um, and I, I, I did see I, I did see really good accuracy out of the uh, out of the Maxima Reds. So um, maybe there's something there. That's great to hear. Yeah, I can assure you there is definitely something there. Um, right. From, from like I said, from the testing side to the ground level, I've seen it all, and it is it is a great technology and great product. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, Alex, uh, I really appreciate you taking time uh, to do this today to uh, come on the podcast and talk about Carbon Express and hopefully knock on some wood for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some good vibes out into the universe this year. Hopefully you can get out and do a little bit more hunting. 
I need it. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I definitely need it. I almost didn't come back from my turkey hunt a couple couple months ago. It was uh, <laughs> tough to get me back in the office. Nice. Well, thanks again, and uh, good luck if you do get out this upcoming season. Thank you, Dan. You as well. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And there you have it. Another podcast in the books. Huge shout out to Alex for coming on the podcast and talking about Carbon Express with us today. Props to you. Big shout out to each and every one of you who have downloaded this podcast, listened to it. Please take some time, if you haven't already, go back and listen to some of the past episodes. Uh, I think I've got over 200 by now. So go check them out and go find some of your favorites and let me know what some of those favorites are and I can mimic those. Uh, So uh, the more feedback I get from you guys, the better. If you want to be on this podcast, either as a hunter profile podcast, a BS session, you want to do a product review, you want to do uh, a bow review or any type of gear review. Um, Or if you just want to, I guess, BS with me, hit me up on, send me a message through Facebook, or you can send an email to ninefingerchronicles at gmail.com. Also, huge shout out to the partners of this podcast. And remember to take advantage of the big Exodus discount that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, but huge shout out to Exodus Outdoor Gear, huge shout out to Ozonics, huge shout out to Gearhead Bows, Wasp Archery, Ripcord Arrowrest, Deer Lab, Bighorn Outfitters, Lone Wolf Tree Stands. Go check out those uh, partners and please support the partners that support this podcast. I'd really appreciate that. If you haven't already, go to iTunes, leave a review. If you haven't already, go like my Facebook page, Instagram page, Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, a lot of information comes down to the down the pipe on uh, social media as well. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, go check out the National Deer Alliance. Sign up. Become a member. Get informed. Get educated. And spread the word. Uh, like I said, here... I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to be asking for some support. I'm going to rally the troops. I'm going to need the Nine Finger Nation to step up. And uh, and uh, I'll let you know when and where that's going to be because we're going to make a difference. And uh, other than that, if you're going to be in a tree, hanging a tree stand at any point this weekend or in the near future, wear your damn safety harness. Have a good weekend.